Did you know investing the money in your savings into sustainable funds can have a 27 times bigger positive impact on your carbon footprint than eating less meat, taking public transportation, reducing your water use, and flying less combined? Welcome to Sustainability Matters Today, where you'll learn about the fantastic work people and organizations are doing right now to heal our planet through environmentally friendly products and methodologies. My name is Daniel Hartz, and I speak with amazing champions of sustainability who prove a clean and beautiful future on Earth is possible because green practices oftentimes make financial sense. I aim to uncover the important role money plays in people's decisions to adopt and commit to environmentally friendly practices in order to create a chain reaction of positive change. In each episode, you'll also learn practical steps you can take every day to live a more eco-friendly lifestyle. Let's jump in. In this episode of Sustainability Matters Today, I interview J.P. Dahlman, host of the Impact Leaders podcast and champion of sustainable and impact investing. The Impact Leaders podcast features individuals who focus on impact investment and performance with purpose. In 2017, JP started Impact Founders, a community of impact-driven entrepreneurs who use profit and technology as a force for good. He's also the co-founder of Real Changers, a platform that matches mission-driven talent with impact-driven companies that are solving the most pressing global issues of today. And he's a contributor to Forbes.com, where he writes about impact investing. Please make sure to subscribe to the Sustainability Matters Today podcast to learn more about other champions of sustainability like JP. Enjoy the episode. Thank you for joining me, JP. It's really great to have you on on the show. Uh, It's exciting to be doing a joint episode with you because you have your podcast, Impact Leaders. Uh, I'd love to hear more about that. Um, So it's great to have a chance to expand our, our reach and be able to speak to both of our audiences uh, at the same time. Thank you, Daniel. Um, I really appreciate that we are doing this as well. I think exactly that's the point uh, where we're trying to create awareness and uh, you know, talking to the different audiences is going to be a, a positive thing for sure. Absolutely. So to get started, I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about what you do. And I know you have quite a broad range of activities that, um, that you work on. So could you give us some, a rundown? Of, of what you do and, and your focus? Uh, for sure. Well, it's uh, maybe a, a, a range of activities, initiatives and projects, but they're all very synergetic uh, in terms of you know, trying to create uh, awareness and, and, and a kind of personal impact uh, on, on the world uh, for its worth and for what I can, I can achieve. But in, in general terms, uh, I am a, a sustainable and impact investment advisor and, and advocate. And I also um, try to create awareness uh, not only about sustainable impact investing, but also uh, about the SDGs, so the uh, Sustainable Development Goals by, uh, created by the UN. So I, whenever I have the chance, I talk about different subjects and different uh, ideas and what is happening in the world and what are the best practices and what people are doing. And more specifically, uh, I work with the financial institutions um, investment funds and, and, and companies that want to become more sustainable and impactful in, in what they're doing. Great. Sounds like um, you stay busy. It's a lot of different 
a lot of different things. But like you said, it is synergistic. They all work towards um, this sustainability and kind of having a positive impact on the world. Um, so how, how did you get started in, in this work? Because based on what I've seen, this isn't where you originally began. Well, it's, it's kind of an, an evolution. If I start from, let's say, where we are today, uh, we have Impact Leaders Advisors and Partners, which is the organization that we use to advise uh, investment funds and companies. But it has been something that has uh, kind of evolved and uh, for it to, to, to use a, a kind of a startup type of world pivoted from different activities. So it then... I go back to a little bit of, you know, what people like sometimes to know, which is kind of my professional career. Uh, I come from the financial services industry, from the banking industry, more specifically from investment banking. Um, I started kind of initially my career with a company called PricewaterhouseCoopers, PwC, and then I moved into, into kind of larger banks, developed uh, from working in different areas uh, in, in, in investment banking and mergers and acquisitions, uh, and then towards kind of the later years into like management roles in different organizations. Um, or actually one main one. Uh, and then uh, from that, what happened is that as I was uh, you know, in, in some of the kind of investment committees or, or investment uh, approval committees, so I was looking at some of the transactions that we were doing, some of the deals, for example, some billion pound syndicate loans that we were uh, working on. Uh, and there were... Uh, uh, we were giving this to some companies like, you know, tobacco companies. Um, and at that point, I, I remember that there was a, you know, a trigger, and that was, this is many, many years ago now, uh, that I was thinking, well, that just didn't sound uh, kind of right and aligned to my values. Um, that was kind of one part of it. Um, and then as I started trying to understand how I could do personally uh, more to help other people, I started working on different projects and uh, mentoring some um, um, business people, some startup entrepreneurs, uh, and then it kind of evolved. Uh, I like that word. Uh, I started you know, doing some small investments in, 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 in companies that were working in some related uh, um, subjects or issues. And then kind of long story short, at one point, uh, I came across kind of face to face with kind of impact companies. And at that point was when I realized that how much they were struggling to, to get funding. Uh, and that's when I realized that I could use you know, my skills and you know, having all the experience and the knowledge that I had in, in banking and finance institutions and try to understand you know, what was, what we could do to, um, transform or to, um, move into sustainability and impact uh, and, and and that's what's happening right now so the the companies that are doing it still are and i'll quote some numbers later in the in the podcast but it's still about only 10 percent uh, of, of to the total market so we need to do more uh, to try to accelerate this uh, sustainable uh, sustainability um, and sustainable investment piece yeah that's really interesting. So, so you were essentially an investment banker, and you were real. You realized that uh, a lot of the big loans and investments that were being done were actually not aligned with your values, and um, and from there you, you realized that there are impact companies that are struggling to find funding, and so you wanted to help them out more. Yeah. So I think yeah, yeah. So that's one part of it, but then that triggered yeah. that triggered that the realization that there is in terms of my my impact 
uh, and, and, and that's the scalability of things. You know, we need to do more at the kind of higher level. Mm. And that's when I, when I realized that, you know, the best thing to do for me was to try to help the actual kind of institutions, you know, to try to understand how they can move into it faster. Got it. So with the term impact, because I think that's um, perhaps a new term or one that I personally haven't really come across um, until I started learning about about what you do. Can you define what exactly is impact and uh, what impact companies do? And your podcast is called Impact Leader. So obviously there's this thought process behind the term impact. So what exactly is that? Yeah. So if I start with the kind of impact leader is the name, uh, and I'll definitely recommend people, and I'll mention this many times, maybe through the podcast, to go to listen to the different uh, episodes. But and that's the interesting part of it. Um, so it's impact leaders because, you know, we, we, I'm looking at all those leaders that are trying to make a difference and they're trying to make, you know, be impactful like myself in what they're doing. Um, and then uh, in terms of, you know, what the podcast focuses on is trying to exactly do this, trying to understand, okay, what does this mean? And I always ask the first question to everyone, you know, what is impact investing? And even if you listen to all of the different uh, episodes, you will realize that there are all sorts of different versions and appreciations of what it means from, from different, uh, by different people, right? And right. then you have organizations that are trying to define it as well. But um, if I had to simplify it, so there is uh, kind of this wider context or a wider um, term, which is sustainable investing, and which you know people uh, in the industry kind of recognizes a bit more, which um, include what people know as ESG, so environmental, social, and governance, and there are different kind of strategies around how to do that. And then what happens to be Kind of more specifically, is that impact investing is uh, one of those uh, kind of uh, let's say strategies or areas that is within sustainable investing. And the importance of uh, say if you look at by definition, kind of is seen as kind of targeted investments kind of aimed at solving social or environmental problems, you know, including community investing, for example where capital is specifically directed to traditionally underserved individuals or communities, as well as financing uh, that is provided to businesses with a clear social and environmental purpose. So that's kind of how it would be defined. And if we make this, and we try to break that down a little bit, is trying to make sure that when you make an, an investment, let's say in a company, and we'll talk about profit, not profit, that there is an, a, 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 a direct measurable, ideally, ideally measurable, but they said that's another point as well that can be discussed, um, uh, uh, impact into this, uh, the social side of also the people mm-hmm. or the environment, uh, so the planet. Interesting. So does the word impact kind of mean that the, the companies are not necessarily big and they may be a bit more niche. Is that a, is that a, an important part of it? And no, not necessarily. It may be the case, like 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 in every industry, right? Maybe the case that you have a large number of smaller companies, yeah. Um, and then you know, kind of a, the, the the big ones start kind of growing and consolidating, etc. Um, but but not necessarily. So it can be one or the other. Uh, the point is really around kind of what you're trying to achieve ultimately. Got it. So it's all about really having a good cause whether it's environmental social uh or 
there's the word governance. Yeah, purpose. Pur- I said purpose. Yeah, purpose and clarity. Purpose and clarity. I think that's mm-hmm. that's key. Gotcha. And so, if we move to um, to one of the episodes in your podcast, um, again, it's called Impact Leaders. Um, you interviewed someone named John Elkington, who coined the term "triple bottom line." I, I know that that's an important term in impact investing. Um, but can you tell us what exactly that is and how it ties in with impact investing? Yeah, I would actually, yeah, I think that the best person to do that would be John. Right. <laughs> but uh, and, and by all means, actually, on, on the episode, which is um, thing number 17, I want to say, um, he talks about, about it a little bit. We talked a, a little bit about it. It's kind of a framework which includes this kind of social, economic and environmental uh, aspect. So that's the, the triple bottom line in terms of you look at uh, at uh, kind of accounting, right? And so you have this uh, kind of people, uh, social, uh, planet, environmental and, and, and profit, uh, financial aspect of it. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that um, the, the main point that I remember I took out from the conversation we had was that it, this is supposed to be about um, creating kind of greater business value and, and changing systems rather than just making it, you know, for people to try to calculate, you know, how these three parts work. So I think that that's, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I want to leave it kind of high level so that people do go and see and study more about what it, what it is. And then also I'll take advantage and say, yeah. That um, John is kind of relaunching a triple bottom line concept uh, in January, I think, next year. He did this event this year where he kind of recalled it or took it back. Uh, kind of it's a bit of a formal action that he took. Uh, not that he can actually take it because people are using it anyway, but uh, he, says this, he says this as well. Uh, but uh, he just wants to kind of refresh and, 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 and remind people of what it is. So just keep an eye for, for, for it you know, in January uh, 2020 so that you can see what you know, he's trying to do again. Yeah, I think that's really cool. I did listen to that episode and I remember he was saying that basically it just needs to kind of be refreshed um, yeah. as a way yeah. to kind of remind people the what it really is about. Yeah, and I think the point that many other people are doing, and then there is a concept separately to this, you know, which is mentioned around, which is this greenwashing concept, which yeah. is where people use concepts or they use, uh, let's say, on this case, uh, you know, a messaging around what they're doing as a business, uh, saying that they are sustainable or green or impact uh, funds or they have products, you know, for people uh, or for investors. But then really, when you look down into the detail of, you know, the companies where they're investing, uh, they're not really, you know, green or impactful. Uh, so um, so that's that's the main point, I think, around this as well. So, you know, if you're using triple bottom line, which is one of the ways to do it, to look into it, are you, are you using the right, are you using it the right way uh, when you, when you, when you say that? Mm, makes sense. In terms of this triple bottom line, uh, concept. I, I know in one of your articles, uh, which is called Impact Investing, Just a Trend or the Best Strategy to Help Save Our World, uh, which was published in Forbes, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Forbes.com. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was a really interesting read because uh, it, first of all, describes what impact investing is. And then uh, you give your thoughts 
about uh, kind of how it works and and the benefits of it. Um, and you say there's a that there's this common misconception that these companies have lower returns from an investing standpoint, but it, it's a misconception. So why is it not yeah. true? Well, I think um, the point about uh, returns, I think that it, it also seems that I published the article, I have spoken with so many kind of thought leaders and investment uh, specialists, so that it can be really helpful because it really changes how you perceive or actually how things work in reality. Right. But the point is that we have to think about uh, do we really care about continuing to perform and have the returns that we have been having over the years if we're not going to have you know, a world to live in, you know, for in, year, in 10 years' time. I think that's, the, that's what is kind of really in my, in my mind and in my heart now. Um, and, 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 it's, and I know, you know personally, and I can see as well from, from everyone's perspective, and this is what is called this fiduciary duty you know, of investors or, or investment companies to do the best uh, for, to, re, to, to return the best you know, for their clients. But that's, the, but that's the challenge. That's the challenge. So, what, you know, is 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 two percent less, but helping the world to you know survive this you know inverted commas crisis that we are living, you know, worth it uh, or kind of that trade off is that trade off you know worth it. That's that's the thing what I want people you know that are listening to think about. And I know it's hard. I know it's very hard because you you want to. And it's interesting. You said people talk about maintain, kind of maintaining and uh, and um, preserving wealth, but to preserve wealth, you don't need to do uh, you know an extra two percent, you know, from ten to twelve or you know, whatever the, the the return that you're trying to achieve. Absolutely, yeah. And I think in terms of um, preserving wealth, you know, if it's just like you said, if um, if I preserve wealth and there is no world for me to live in, it doesn't matter if I had 10% or, or 12% instead of the 10% because I'm living in a bunker trying to survive, um, which isn't, in which case, at that point, money probably doesn't even matter that much. Exactly, exactly. So, uh, so you know, that's, that's kind of one of, one of the points. And, um, and you know, when I talk to, to some of the investment funds, you know, they are, really trying to also look at these from a, you know, a real business perspective, which is at least to what is what is called protecting alpha and trying to you know, prevent, you know, the, trying to look at the risks and what's going to happen coming forward or going forward that, you know, is so that they can adjust it so that they can prevent, you know, losing uh, money. That's another way to, to look at it. Uh, and obviously, sorry, I, I should say as well, we're, we're having a lot of kind of uh, regulations coming in as well, and that's going to continue to increase. So that's another point to consider um, from, from that perspective. But, but again, all that said, so far, so in the past, we didn't have uh, as much data to show you know, if, let's say, kind of impact investing or ESG was uh, investing or certain investing was kind of good, good enough. Um, but now we do have a lot more a kind, of, a kind of evidence of, of materiality um, and then you can show that uh, you know, companies that are uh, just, just looking at the asset level, the company level, companies that are uh, more uh, focused on sustainability um, tend to perform uh, better than, uh, than their peers mm. uh, and that's, that's, the, that's the key right? and then if you then uh, focus your portfolio into these companies 
you you will show or tend to show that you are performing at least at kind of a market level, you know, against your benchmark. Right? Uh, so it also when when I interview the different people, if you, it's not maybe that clear how all across my my different interviews, but I've interviewed people from all the different areas of of, of levels of investment, from like uh, personal investors that have their own funds to like mega. Uh, multi-billion pound investment funds that are into impact investing or, or focus, let's say, on social UK social bonds so different asset classes and products and all of them are showing um, that they are performing uh, at the same you know, market levels. So, uh, so yeah, so going back to your question, really, but that's why it's not true really that you have to uh, give up returns to be uh, impactful. Yeah, that's interesting. So actually these companies can have their fiduciary duty of giving the best returns to their clients and at the same time fund and invest in companies that are are doing good work and supporting the environment or um, social causes etc that's really good to hear it's it's interesting as well because right now you know it's pretty much impossible to miss the climate strikes that have been happening all over the world. And it's really great to see that there is a big movement and, you know, a lot of people obviously support this. Uh, it's specifically about climate, but it, it goes beyond that. And it's about the environment in general. Um, and I, I found an, uh, a financial times article that I think you linked to called, it's kind of a long name. It's called the new front for green revolution rests on warrior accountants. Uh, and the subhead is uh, don't dismiss activist bean counters. Spreadsheets make more difference than placards. And basically the article is saying that um, financial companies are actually making a bigger impact than people going to the streets and and making a lot of noise, essentially. Um, I don't think they're discrediting the people who are going out and and you know campaigning and and this movement certainly is bringing a lot of attention to the issues but what they're saying is on a actual fundamental level financial companies are the ones who are making a, a real difference kind of like tangible difference so to speak so what what do you what do you think of that of that argument so what i would say is that you know this is interesting as well so the fd interesting enough they just launched a new session and area in it that they cover all of these subjects which i think is fantastic so i recommend people definitely to to, to look at that and, and, like, and like you said it's not about discrediting any of the activities that are happening i think it's important because it really creates so i look at um in our society from all the different levels. Uh, I think that's the, that's, that's the most important part to start. Uh, you know, we all have a, a, a part to play, well, part of a system, and, you know, and it's a perfect system it's in, in its imperfection. Uh, and sometimes, you know, having people on the streets, you know, is the last straw that finally makes others aware of you know what is really happening and it's a bit like a, you know it's the social pulse right so this is really what you know the, the masses are uh, yeah. feeling and, and and this is what is you know what they are demonstrating for and against so i definitely appreciate you know what people are doing um and, and i even have you know i have two daughters young daughters you know one is a teenager and she wanted to go out you know in london and, and, and demonstrate as well so it shows you that you know, also the different ages, you know, of, of, of how 
you know, the, the young generations are caring a lot about like, what is happening. So, um, yeah. yeah, I think it's very important. But at the same time, I think it's, it's very important that, uh, you know, people kind of learn and, and, and study about all the different things that are happening in the world. Uh, so that they can you know, appreciate as well for how we can make you know the bigger differences, um, and I think what that article is trying to do is you know the reason why I realized at one point that it, I, I, I maybe would be better using all my skills and experiences in in, in banking and the financial industry to try to you know, work with the investment companies, you know, to try to make this difference, um, and it goes and it goes back to this, and I maybe at this point I mentioned that. There is a there is a bit of a, a pull and push going on between you know, pension funds and investment funds, uh, and, and 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 even this concept sometimes and I talk about it a lot uh, when I can, so that people remember that you know, all of this is just a, it's just a system, right? So uh, and then it goes from the, the individuals, you know, we go, we work, we buy products, uh, so it's all our habits, and uh, the products are served by companies, right? We save money. Um, we give it to our pension funds. Our pension funds hold most of the money, uh, and then for us, and then they they invest through investment companies and financial institutions. So when this article mentions this, is I think was trying to say is that you know ultimately uh, there is uh, there is this there is this cycle and circle, but you know the the what does it what does it call it the the, the big counters. Um, no, sorry, the accountants, the warrior accountants. Yeah. So in terms of perhaps what it says uh, on the article around the warrior accountants is that, you know, they, they, they are using the royal we here as investors. We tend to have a, a bit more influence through through engagement, which is kind of another of the sustainable activities that you can do engagement with companies to try to influence their business models. Um, and because you are investing in them, you tend to have a bit more influence than, let's say, a consumer uh, of the product or the services, which is at the bottom of the chain. Uh, and I think that perhaps that's kind of what the, what the article is trying to say. Um, and then one more thing I was going to mention is that, um, and perhaps relevant to this, uh, in terms of you know how how um, investment companies uh, um, have an influence and, and how the system works is that and there's a recent study by uh, uh, an analysis by uh, Nordea uh, in the Nordics, which uh, kind of did a comparison to try to understand how much impact you have uh, through changing your habits versus um, mm-hmm. in, in kind of investing uh, with your, your savings into impact. And the difference basically is 27 times as the calculator. Wow. So um, I think they, they did a comparison in terms of CO2 savings and, and emissions, etc., and how you allocate you know, your investments into sustainability. Um, so it's all, and I, I, we were speaking another day with you offline, that you know, you, it's very good that you change your habits. And I think that even in some cases for your own health, it's good. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but uh, ultimately, um, if you um, have savings, and you know, ideally most of us, you know, will have some, you know, in the form of, of a pension. If you are doing it um, with companies, with uh, a, a pension funds that are focusing on sustainability and that are giving um, mandates to sustainable investors uh, and asset managers, um, you have potentially twenty-seven times more impact. 
So again, reinforces this point that you know the the, the people in the financial services you know have a great a great a great role to play. That's yeah, that's that's unbelievable. Twenty seven times more impact just by investing than um, perhaps going and buying organic food or. Uh, food that doesn't have any uh, plastic or whatever it is, it's, I mean, that that's helpful. But what that study is saying is that actually, if you just invest your money and keep your, all, all your other habits the same, you'll still make a much bigger impact. Well, I mean, yeah, I still would say don't keep your habits the same because you know, we still have to use, you know, travel less and try to, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, do all these other things that are helpful. Uh, and again, I wouldn't dismiss that. Um, but, uh, but the, the power, the compound power of you know going the other way as well is, is very is very relevant. Yeah. So, do you think in that case that the people participating in the climate strikes could be doing anything else or something differently to be even more effective? I mean, it, it could be a contentious subject, I thought. But you know, the thing is, it is it is something also emotional, um, and um, and uh, yeah. and I think that you know, by all means, you know, if something I learned through my my life, you know, although I want to believe I'm still quite young, is that, you know, you have to let people, you know, express themselves. Uh, and I think I mentioned earlier, you know, this is also very important because it's, a, it's, it's, it's kind of the social pulse of, you know, what people are are really uh, feeling and believing. So um, uh, I, know I personally appreciate them. You know, I value, you know, what you know, people are doing and, and I always talk about, you know, we all live in different bubbles, right, within the, this wonderful world that we live in. And, and then sometimes these strikes, you know, kind of breaks the, break, break the different bubbles and make people in other, yeah. in, in other, live in other, other lives, you know, to realize what is happening. Mm, that's very um, true. And, 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 and maybe at this point I mentioned, and, and, and this is very interesting. So I, I, when I had the, again, the lag and the blessing to be at an event with uh, Al Gore, uh, the vice president of uh, former vice president of the US, yeah. uh, this week, um, and uh, we and I was thinking about it. So it was an it was an incredible uh, again presentation. And he talked about he showed uh, what the, what was developing and what is happening now uh, this year and in the last uh, ten and twenty years and more in terms of climate change and the effect that it's having. And, and even myself, that I'm kind of immersed into this and I'm learning, you know, I'm looking a lot at the investment side, but I, I'm not maybe seeing all every day what is happening in the, in, the, in the real. Aside from, let's say, you know, the biggest thing that's happened right now is the Amazon, you know, being you know, uh, on fire. Yeah. Uh, that was kind of the one thing that caught, I think, everyone's eyes and attention. But the things that he showed were so shocking. But I did. I realized I didn't even know about it. But then, mm. you know, during that that night and after that night, I was thinking. You know, I am. Um, um, we were. I think. I think it was. Um, I can't know. I can't, I can't know exactly how many people. But uh, let's say there were a couple hundred people in this uh, in this uh, church, Emmanuel Centre in in central London in Westminster. Um, but that's just a, like a tiny amount of people that have the inverted commas privilege, you know, to be. They're with him, right? Yeah. And I talk about that as well in terms of privilege and access to information. But most people, most people don't have that benefit, right? So most people have no idea. So unless you have the same the climate strides, then most people never find out that perhaps there's a problem, uh, as, as as stupid perhaps or as unreasonable as it sounds. Um, so 
and then I was going to say that all of these, you know, his documentaries and and, and other documentaries now are out there, like Our Planet uh, by David Ad- David Attenborough is, is kind of uh, promoting a lot now with the. Um, but still, how many people you know, really want to watch them or really watch them because they are hard to watch as well, right? And, and, and as we as humans don't want to experience sometimes, you know, bad feelings, right? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's so so it's a long it's a long answer um, to say I think that you know we we all play a role and we all have to um, we all have to appreciate what is happening. And, and, and again, I try stress you know educate ourselves and and and, and create awareness. Uh, personally and then share that with others yeah i think the the more i speak with other people and and the more i kind of see what's going on around us and really trying to understand what the best way is to make a change i think i keep coming back to this point of education you're absolutely right it's it really is just a case of knowing the benefits or kind of the different ways that you can be more environmentally conscious and what the negative impacts are of one's actions. Um, because if you're not aware of that, then it's really hard to make corrections and move into a different, a different direction. Yes. And one thing I was going to share, perhaps if it helps people, you know, because there's so much to think about, then it's a bit overwhelming, right? So let's say if you do, the, if you use the SDGs, so the global goals, sustainable development goals from the United Nations, uh, there was you know, a lot of activity in the UN uh, this week as well. Mm. Um, uh, if you just start by, let's say, looking at those and, and understanding from your values, you know, what you really care about, that sometimes may help you uh, understand, okay, where do I want to focus or what do I really want to, you know, the commas, worry about. Right. Um, so let's say, and, 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 and I do, uh, you know, I do promote one of the companies that I, I really like, which is called Tribing by Capital, because they have a process I went through and they really help me understand uh, kind of what I really care about. Uh, because sometimes even during that process, you realize that you say that you care about something, but when you look at deeper into your values, understanding what it means, and this framework of the SDGs, it helps you realize what is really important to you. And, and there are 17 kind of major goals, so that in case people don't know. Um, and then in my case, for example, when I went through it, I realized that as much as I care about, I love the outdoors and I love, you know, the environment and, and, and etc. So, for example, uh, life underwater or, uh, or, or, the, or, for example, the trees or, you know, whatever way you want to look at it, kind of, it wasn't as important to me as, let's say, education. So I realized that education is my top one. I, well, I promote partnership, which is number 17, and that's how I drive everything that I do. But when I look at a very kind of individual level education, because I think education solves a lot of other problems. And then on the back of that, you know, a, a, a kind of well-being is another one that I really care about. And then kind of no poverty, which is number one, is another one I really care about. Um, and then, then it makes it easier for me to understand when I am personally looking at you know what what my personal strategy is and what I'm doing, uh, then to decide you know what are my priorities and you know, where I can actually put my time or my money or you know talk or promote it. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Just um, taking some time to understand your values and what's important to you. I, I think it's more effective to find something that you're more interested than anything else or even passionate about and then just focus on that. Uh, we live in, in a world where there's 
people with many different interests. So if you just find something that you like, the other parts will be taken care of by other people who find those other things interesting. Um, I'm, I'm curious to, to know, kind of uh, going back to investing, question that I'm interested in, and it sounds like we've already covered this, but to answer it directly, do you think sustainability is sustainable? Meaning companies that are practicing sustainability, you know, can they do so for the long term or is it not really a financially viable business model and it's more uh, kind of they just do it because they have to or they think they need to? Yes. I think there, is, there are different ways to answer this question, but um, the one thing I thought about is, you know, well, first of all, it has to be. <laughs> so, and it's the only way really, because unless, you know, we look, we are sustainable, you know, I, I insist, you know, there will not, there will not be a world to live in. Right. There will no, you know, people will have jobs. Uh, they will, you won't have a salary. You cannot, you know, pay for your, for what you need to consume. You won't have products, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So um, that's kind of the, that's kind of the drastic uh, uh, kind of answer to it. But then, in terms of you know uh, proving, uh, uh, thinking about it uh, from fundamentals, right? One on one, you know, finance one on one, whatever you want to call it, uh, and some people call it, it kind of it makes financial sense. So to be focused on sustainability, um, and and that's the key message that you know some people don't understand. Um, and then even if you are a company, because obviously there are some, some companies that will have to close because you know, we, we cannot use those products anymore, for example, because they are doing damage to the world. And, and the one that people love talking about, and there's different ways to look at it, they say it will be fossil fuels. And we can see you know, companies, some you know, companies already closing um, because of you know, the effects of uh, either climate change or investors' preferences or you know different uh, factors. So so it's, it's it's already happening that unless you are you're sustainably sustainably focused, you know you you are again inverted commas doomed. And we need to and and if you are sustainable, you are doing you know good or better than your peers. And uh, if you are not sustainable. You're not going to be here for long, and we're not going to be here for long. Uh, so again, I hope that is not a, such a negative uh, kind of uh, uh, angle to it. Yeah. Uh, but um, and then at this at this point, uh, again, I wanted to um, put you know because you mentioned that for let's focus on the investment side. It's always mm-hmm. I like numbers again to for, for context, and I, I quote a couple of numbers which are from different reports. You know, this one from the. GSIA, uh, which goes that there is, you know, um, let's say that there is a, a 300 trillion of investable, you know, assets in the market, right? Um, and then I, I guess more, I don't know how many people know that, but that's kind of what they quoted right now. Um, of which right now we only have about a, a 30 trillion, so about 10 percent that is into you know, kind of sustainable investing, right? including kind of this this that I was telling you, which is kind of uh, uh, what some again I, I take advantage and mention you know some of the most recognized one is called negative or exclusionary screening, uh, positive or best in class screening, is normal based screening, ESG integration, the sustainable theme investing, this. 
where there is engagement and impact investing, right? So those are kind of the six, seven that are kind of part of the definition. Um, but still only 10%, right? So there's still, you know, a kind of a, 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 a... And by the way, impact investing is only about 3 trillion, so oh. 1% of the total. Um, so still there is a huge, huge room for improvement and for, let's say, making the market, you know, more focused on sustainability. And there's obviously, you know, huge you know, room for companies to be created that are, you know, impact companies uh, and, and for some of the current companies to become uh, more, you know, sustainable focused or, or, or evolve, you know, transform from, let's say, and there are real-life examples, again, that, and sometimes it's good to promote of companies that move from, let's say, being fossil fuel um, into, let's say, a, a sustainable energy, you know, like wind farms, um, and that is possible. So, um, and I think I will, I will encourage people uh, at every level to be looking at all of these. Yeah, that's on one hand, it's um, it's a shame that there's only ten percent of of all investable assets that are being focused on sustainable companies and yeah and on the other hand it's it's exciting i think for at least i i find it very exciting to think that um you know if i'm going to be investing my money then um there's so much room in terms of what we can invest into um and there's obviously a lot of work to be done and uh, i think there's a, a lot of opportunities for anyone who's interested in focusing on impact investing there's a lot of opportunity there and uh it's a a really good career choice potentially for anyone interested Ah, for sure, for sure. I um, and I should say, by the way, so it, the 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 market grew. Uh, I think it's thirty four percent in the last two years. Oh wow! So so that's the trend, right? So you see, and and it's just gonna keep going up. So don't don't be, um, yeah, don't be disillusioned with the with the ten percent. You know, that's actually it's, it's really good and, and increasingly growing. Yeah. And we also have like, uh, you know, other trends happening, which is, you know, we have private equity companies, you know, launching impact funds. So this one, quite well, you kind of know the market called uh, the Rise Fund, which is uh, by TPG. Um, you know, and they, you know, launched one with a couple of billion pounds a few years back. They're doing another fund now with, I think, double the amount of billions of pounds that they're going to put into it. Uh, we have hedge funds now as well. Know, increasingly moving into it, um, so um, you know it's, it's, it's just getting it's getting better and better, and it's, and it's growing. Fantastic! That's really exciting. And um, for people who are interested in in learning more about impact investing or sustainable investing, are there any books or, or websites? You've you've listed a couple of resources already. Is there anything that maybe for someone who might not be as familiar with? The topic that you could recommend where people can get introduced and enter the enter this world. Yes, at one point I wanted to mention in case we don't uh, talk about it, but the important point is that you talk to your in, in the UK it's called the, your IFA, so your Independent Financial Advisor, mm-hmm. and when you talk to them, you make sure that they are telling you what we. I think that's a, a good a good uh, good, point. good point, you know, because basically yeah. what, what some people are saying is that you know they're not providing as much advice to people and, and they are key on the on the, on the key kind of link in the in the chain right um, but uh, but by all means you know I would recommend people to listen to to my podcast uh, and uh, to read you know some of the articles I, I publish in Porto.com and LinkedIn 
Mm-hmm. I'll put some links on Twitter as well, but normally this will be the three platforms where you find you know, the information that I share, which is my own and many times is other people. Um, and I'm, as I said, you know, maybe if you look at, at, the, at the podcast that I record, uh, the interviews, there are different people at different levels and they are some of the best in the UK and now some of the best, you know, that we are reaching outside of the UK in the world. So there's this amazing benefit of listening to thought leaders yeah. because I believe that it really changes the way that you think. It's, it's unbelievable. Um, that said, by all means, you know, more specifically, the sense sustainability is the, you know, something called the PRI, uh, the Principle for Responsible Investing, and, and you can go to the website, there's a lot of information there. Uh, there is, um, uh, there is a, and then there are more specific, this FT section I mentioned about, the GSIA, which is another organization, which is a really good one. Uh, uh, and then obviously the more specific ones on impact, there is one called, an organization called GENE. G-I-N, and then another one called Tonic. Uh, so for those that like, uh, they mix. Yeah. Uh, and then obviously you have uh, Harvard, for example, Business Review always publishing some really interesting uh, points as well, which I do share uh, in some of the... I tend to put the links as well of some of the things that we come up, come, um, come across uh, as part of the notes of my podcast, but I also share them online. Uh, and then finally... Um, I'm sure that's not the way that most people use it. I'm just by the number of views and likes that I see uh, on YouTube. But on YouTube, it's amazing the amount of content that there is uh, yeah. available, uh, you know, from even from the PRI, even from like thought leaders like Ray Dalio or others, you know. Mm. And I would recommend as well that sometimes if you have a question, just go and type it, you know. Uh, after you watch, you know, cats yeah. doing funny things. Uh, which is the famous man uh, or, or other trending, you know, uh, influencers. Uh, if you want something, you know, on your Saturday or your Sunday, I definitely recommend that you do that. And by all means, there's quite a few other uh, potential, you know, podcasts and uh, other, other ways to consume. I always, I always tell people you have to find uh, what um, what the medium that is best suited for you, be it reading, be it listening, be it watching. Um, and then, uh, and then uh, I, I may as well promote. So obviously, John Elkington, he's publishing a new book called Green Swans, which is a very good approach to how we can potentially save the world. Is Kari Krasinski? He has a couple of a few really good books as well that he's published. Uh, he, I think, carries the episode eighteen. Um, he's based in the US. Um, and then, yeah, I can keep going on and on. But um, and then, by all means, you know, if there's any specific question, then people can always uh, ask me. And that um, is a great dovetail into my my next question, which is: um, you mentioned your podcast, your LinkedIn, your your Twitter account. Um, so, where where can people actually find you? Are there any websites we can go to? Where can people learn? more about the work you're doing and reach out and ask any questions yeah so the, the best the best way really i think is a uh, linkedin uh, if you just connect through linkedin that would be a best uh, approach and because you can see there all the different links to all the different organizations and uh, companies that i work with and um uh, which i didn't basically promote too much today but uh, by all means you know you can connect with me and, and look there and then you know just uh, reach out and ask many questions so if you are an investment fund or hedge fund or a pension fund, uh, Impact Leader Advisors and Partners is an organization that you can uh, reach out to. Uh, if you are an individual, 
uh, or, a, or an impact company looking, you know, or an individual trying to change your career potentially into an work with an impact company, you can go to realchanges.com, uh, which is, you know, another one of the platforms that we have, which helps impact companies find a purpose-driven talent. Uh, if you are looking to participate in some events or understand how you can build the SDGs into your business uh, models, you can look at uh, Fast Forward 2030. Uh, fastforward2030.com, which is the organization of for profit that uh, uh, promotes this as well. So I think that will be the, the main ones. Great. Lots of different resources. And we'll, we'll link to all of these in the show notes. So um, it'll all be there. And that's all the questions I have, JP. So thank you very much for your time. It was really interesting to hear about how um, investing in, in companies and, and working with impact leaders, uh, which is a again, the title of your podcast, I uh, can really move the needle in terms of how quickly we as a, as a society and as a, as a species um, help save the world and reverse, hopefully, climate change. So thank you again for your time and um, good luck with all your many ventures. No, thank you. Thank you very much. And I think this is the best point to mention the name of your podcast because you know, what you just said is, is basically what you're doing sustainability matters today that's right that's it (laughs) that's exactly right goodbye and god bless you yeah thank you thank you very much for listening to this episode if you'd like to learn more about jp please visit his website at jpdolman.com where you can subscribe to his podcast impact leaders you can also follow him on twitter at jpdolman and that's spelled J-P-D-A-L-L-M-A-N-N. If you enjoyed this conversation, please subscribe to the podcast to be the first to know about new episodes. We're on Spotify, the Apple Podcast app, Stitcher, and really anywhere else where you can listen to podcasts. And let us know you listened to this episode on Instagram. Tag us at Sustainability Matters Today. Thanks and talk to you soon.